Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Way We See It podcast. I'm Tati. I'm Ariana. And welcome back to our podcast, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 13. Yep, yep. And if you guys um, follow our Instagram page or Twitter at the Way We See It with a C, um, you guys saw that last weekend. Ariana and I saw each other when we were apple picking with our families and it wasn't like it was complete coincidence yeah so, so like funny. the way it happened was um so I had seen somebody wearing a Pennywise mask and I told my mom because me and my mom we have like an inside joke with Pennywise yeah so I was like, mom look at Pennywise and then my mom is yelling at Pennywise well the guy with the Pennywise like Pennywise Pennywise and I think that thing, that's when you turned your head and see who was saying Pennywise. Yeah, because I heard Penny, no, I had, I was already looking at you. And so I, I was about to call your name. And then my cousins were like, no, 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 like text her or something. Cause just in case it's not her. And then I heard you guys saying Pennywise, Pennywise. And I thought in my head you were getting scared. Cause I saw you walking away from your group. Mm-hmm. so I was like no she's about to leave so I was literally like jumbling in my phone trying to find your contact and I was like okay Ariana and I called you and once you start pulling up your phone from your pocket my cousins were like oh shit it's her and I was just like and you were like hello like I literally saw the confusion in your face as to why I was even calling you because it's not like like we literally just finished doing a whole episode we were taking our little break before we start editing the document yeah, yeah. and all that so you were like why should I even calling me? <laughs> and I was just, and you were like, hello. And I was like, turn around. And I was like, I'm in front of you. And you were like, what? And you started looking and you saw me. You were like, Tati. And I was just so happy. Like, yeah, it was very shocking. And <laughs> yeah. Like I knew I would be happy to see you, but like, that was just so unexpected and stuff. Like, like it made me happier at that fact. Mm-hmm. Like, we literally yeah. couldn't stop, like, smiling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was definitely... Your mom was even shook. She was like... <laughs> yeah, she was like, come on, let's take a picture. Take... <laughs> that picture is so cute, too. Yeah. My cousins were saying how um, you don't even look, like, 24. You look 19 and stuff. You look so young. Yeah. And how you're so cute. I'm 24 in February, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. But, yeah, like, how you're so cute and stuff. And it was just crazy that we even saw each other. Yeah, I get that a lot that I don't look old enough for my age. Yeah, but, but once like, you have a conversation, I feel like once I've had a conversation with you, I could tell it's like you're not my age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that too. Mm-hmm. But did you, what did you do after we saw each other? We, um, well, we got food. Oh my, so first, we, the place we was at was like at an apple picking place and it had a diff- different, like, you know, activities. They had like a whole corn maze. They had, pumpkin patch the place was huge mm-hmm. it was also my first time there and so yeah the the place was packed guys like even Bro. though like, <laughs> so freaking packed i was like are we not in the middle of a pandemic like i saw people literally walking around with no mask on not like they were in the food section like generally just walking into the apple picking pumpkin places where the rides were no mask and it's not like there was anyone around telling them to put their mask on i was mm-hmm. like aren't there people yeah. dying there was literally over 500 people there and i felt extremely uncomfortable being there especially being on the lines because they had lines for like you to get like 
drinks and like food and there was no social distancing on the line and the line that I was in to get food I was there like for 40 minutes and there was two women standing behind my cousin and I with no mask and we were so upset the entire time we were talking shit about them in Spanish the entire time because they they talked so much and all their breath air came was all over me and they had no mask on the entire like 40 minutes yeah, because those lines, too, on top were so long. Like, I can't even explain to you how packed this place was. Like, we literally went in there, and I was just like, I literally saw from the distance from the parking lot that there was mad heads in there. I was like, yo, I was like, are we at a carnival or something? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm thinking, because on the tickets, when you buy the tickets, it's like, select a certain time, like, and if you don't come at this certain time, uh, we not may not even be able to let you in. Me and my family were coming from Long Island, and we were like two hours late already because mm-hmm. we went upstate. We got lost and um, to pick up my cousin before we even went to the place. And we got we got there two hours late, and they still let us through. And there was just like no spacing, nobody trying to conduct anything, like. And there was just so many people, so many dogs, so many strollers, and I was just like the kids. Mm-hmm. kids with the most germs are literally out here playing around i saw kids rolling around and hey yeah oh my god i saw that and they wasn't even wearing masks no that's what i'm saying and i'm like hey where people could have sneezed in that like <laughs> i can't even like i literally i didn't think i'd i'd get that uncomfortable like i i haven't throughout this entire quarantine like pandemic I've never, as I've been outside, been bothered by people, you know, being close and whatever, because I see people with masks, and, you know, people are still social distancing and all that, but this was just something else, and there was police there, they weren't even doing nothing, I was Mm -hmm. like, what the heck, so when I came home, I was so drained, because, you know, I had to do the drive back here to Long Island, and um, my cousin's we take long showers and stuff so by the time my cousin even got out the shower I was knocked I literally got out the car and I came here to the bed and I was waiting but I was still like half awake half asleep but I was knocked I slept on top of my sheets didn't even get in my sheets and I slept basically from four o'clock to 11 o'clock and then when I woke up at 11 that's when I took my shower wow I had to change my sheet a little bit yeah yeah, my family and I, we did the best we could. You know, we kept sanitizing our hand. We brought sanitizer, but yeah, it, it was definitely a lot. Oh, that's what I was meaning to say. So, you know, when we're in the food court, that's when you sit down and you can take off your mask, you know? And you're yeah. expecting people to social distance from you besides your family. Yeah, so yeah. So, the table that my cousin gets us, four seats, whatever, um it's like a good few feet away from the other people right beside us but they have their entire family coming to a four seat table and there's 12 of them what 12 ariana when i tell you we were literally pissed that's literally why we were fed up i was like we don't even want to be here anymore like forget picking apples forget even getting pumpkins like we were tired like we didn't expect it to be that hot we had did the drive and like because we woke up at seven o'clock in the morning and then on top of that i have my little cousin who was just born like two months ago thank god she had her her shots but like Mm -hmm. still like they were mad close Mm -hmm. and they were all standing around their table and not even a foot away from us basically yeah 
So it was just a lot. I was just like, wow. Very annoying. Be careful, guys. Be careful. For real. Take safety precautions, you know, hand sanitize. Wash your hands with soap and water. Cover your, your mouths, your faces. Um, just be safe, you know. But let's get into this week's topic, which I find crazy. Tell them, Mariana. Yeah, so this week's topic for episode 13, um, we'll be talking about the truth about Brianna Taylor. <laughs> episode is going to be intense. It's going to be a, a lot. And you're going to be with us as we're walking through the details of this case. This case. There's so much tea here. Like... I feel like this is more of a gossiping episode episode and everything because it's just like, what the hell <laughs> from this thing? So basically last week, guys, after we recorded our episode, Ariana was like, okay, I have two ideas for an episode, whatever, whatever. And then she said this about Brianna Taylor. I was like, wait, what about Brianna Taylor? And she was like, um, there was a 40-page um you know, um, from the police department that they released, yeah, about the report against Brianna Taylor, and apparently they had a whole investigation um, on her from how long ago? From 2016? Yeah, all the way back to 2016 for possibly drug trafficking, and I was like, no way, and she was like, yes, I need to read it, so we both read it, and it's like, we're going to talk about that now, so why did you want to talk about it, Adi? Yeah, so talking about what actually happened in this case will show how easy the media influences are like our narrative when it comes to cases like this and media. I'm talking about like news outlets and social media. Yeah. I felt for it. I believe what social media and what the news was saying. And, you know, I believe what they said without even doing the proper research. Um, but before when they were putting that false narrative this report didn't come out it just came out um not very recently but you know after learning about the truth about this case you know we both read this 40 page investigation report and listening to interviews of the people that were involved um i learned that i need to do more research before running around saying that this happened and this happened um so yeah yeah it's genuinely really like time consuming like like this is what we mean when we say like you really have to do your research and like that's where like I know we both felt kind of dumb like when I when I read this and everything I was like okay I feel stupid because like we really be slacking sometimes we'll see something on the internet we'll be like what the heck and sometimes if we have the time if we're not that busy or if we're in the mood we'll quickly search it up on google and read through things but if not we're just gonna repost it and like just read those posts that other people are also posting about it, you know? So it was just like, you know, and it, it brings me back to what we said in our first episode when we talked about voting and stuff, when we said it's okay to be wrong and form new opinions and just learn something new all the time because, you know, like, I feel like our listeners are going to experience that also after they hear this because, like, this is what I'm, this is literally how I have trust issues. Like you see something on the internet and then you see another thing. It's like when you have two different sides, but then a bunch of other stories like going with it because we have this, we have what the media is showing us. And then you have all these other things, so many different stories about Breonna Taylor. And I'm like, okay, 
So now that this 40 page article, the report came out, like, is it true? Is it really the truth though? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but we're going to talk about it anyways right now. Yeah. So um, before we get into the report, um, we do want to say that um, if any of our listeners finds any other evidence about this case to help us all learn more about what happened, um, please share with us so we can share with the rest of our listeners. You know, one of our things is that we all learn together. So. Yeah. And we do want to say that, yeah, like some of the stuff that we're going to say from the report is going to like debunk some of the stuff that the media pushed out, the narrative they put out. But yeah. we do want to say that we still believe that Brianna Taylor sh- should still be alive today. Yeah. And the, right. the officers who killed Brianna Taylor should still face charges. Yeah, regardless, because, you know, you still took that action and, you know, like they could have handled it 10 times better than how they did. Like they just mm-hmm. shot without even looking at who they were shooting at. But yeah, let's get into it. And um, one last thing before we actually talk about what's on the investigation report, we're going to say a, a summary from what we heard from the the media. So most of us did not hear about Miss Taylor's death until the death of George Floyd, which was about the end of May. And Tati's going to say um, what we heard from the media. Yeah, so on March 13th, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, LMPD executed a no knock warrant on Ms. Taylor's home. The officers busted through the door while Ms. Taylor and her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, were sleeping. They both did not know who busted into the apartment. So Mr. Walker, who has a gun license, used the right to bear arms, which is, you know, the Second Amendment. Um, He used that right to shoot at the police officers. The police officers fired back multiple times and six bullets landed on Ms. Taylor's body while she was in bed, which resulted in her death. The media also stated that the police officers entered the wrong home because the suspect they were looking for was already in custody and did not live in Ms. Taylor's home. The media also stated Ms. Taylor was shot in her bed. So what do you remember from- Yeah, so, Yeah, what I remember from what I saw on, on Instagram, and I myself reposted this without even looking at the proper research. Yeah, yeah they, the police basically busted into somebody's home that it was the wrong address. Um, they didn't, you know, the person they were trying to look for was, was not even there. They were actually already in jail. So it was what I was thinking that it was just a mis- miscommunication between mm-hmm. the police department because why would you bust in somebody's home um that's not even the correct address and then i i i also um believe that she just got shot while she was in bed um yeah was that that was not the case um and that it was i also like the what i saw from the media is that it was like had to do with some sort of like racism because brianna taylor is 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 black yeah so um what I saw from the media that the the murder was racially motivated. Motiv- motiv- yeah, motivated, yeah. So when I had seen it on social media, I just saw that she was killed in bed and everything, no knock warrant, they just busted in and everything. Um, because I heard because they were suspecting her boyfriend, Mr. Walker, and, um, you know, they busted in the house to get him, but they realized that, 
you know, it was the wrong person, yet they had the person already in custody. So I was like, what the hell? I was like, why are they even doing that then? So, Mm -hmm. like, that's what the media, you know, did. Like, clearly you and I still had two different viewpoints from what happened, Mm -hmm. though, because um, I'm here thinking that they went in to get her current boyfriend and you had the idea that it was racially motivated. You see? Mm -hmm. So... So before um, talking about the investigation report, um, we wanted to just say that if any of I said that part. Oh, shit. <laughs> so basically, who was involved in the case? Breonna Taylor, who was murdered by Louisville Metro Police officers on March 13, 2020, which we already know. Jamarcus Glover, um, Breonna Taylor's ex-boyfriend. And then Kenneth Walker, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, who was with Breonna Taylor that night that she died. Yes. Yeah, so on the so the way we, the way that we're gonna be um, talking about the report is that we're gonna say what's actually stated in the report, and then in between that we're gonna say our thoughts. Yeah. So Brianna Taylor's name has been under investigation since December of 2016, and that's because on December 3rd of 2016, um, the LMPD department found a dead body in a car rental rented under Brianna Taylor's name. Mm-hmm. So LMPD conducted an investigation after this and went to Brianna Taylor's house for questioning. And Ms. Taylor said that she did not know who the victim of know the victim who was found dead in the car, but didn't know what happened through Mr. Glover, with like we said, that's her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um at the time though, Ms. Taylor and Mr. Glover seemed to be they were like dating according to the investigation from the questioning the police did. Yeah. Um, since, since they were dating, Miss um, Taylor did allow Mr. Glover to drive her rental car. Yeah, so um, on January 23rd, 2017, Miss Taylor posted bond for Mr. Glover on two different pending cases. So the investigation, the investigation report did not say what Mr. Glover was arrested for, but I'm assuming it was, was related to drugs due to the warrant and was and that was conducted on December 2019. So, I don't know. I'm thinking when I'm seeing that she's, you know, bailing him out of jail and stuff, which, by the way, guys, in the report, she bailed him out for $6,000 and $6,250 if you take the two bonds together, because that's OD bread. And they have the recordings of their conversations in the jail and he basically was saying like yo hit up this person and everything um they didn't say the name they covered the name in the report but basically he was telling her to call that person to make sure they were doing their job and to get the money from them so he can get out of jail Mm -hmm. and um and like they were talking about a trap house which you know trap house is where you got the drugs at so it's kind of crazy to see that part and stuff and oh i don't know i i wonder what even happened to the body (laughs) yeah like the investigation didn't go the report didn't say anything about it report didn't didn't say much about the body it was just a brief thing yeah it was very a short brief thing um so on december 30th 2019 a warrant was conducted on multiple um locations they were suspected of tr- drug trafficking and 
multiple people were arrested, including Mr. Glover, Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. and guns were found, crack cocaine, marijuana were found at these multiple locations. Mm-hmm. So these multiple locations were considered what we like people called trap houses. Yeah. And on December 31st, 2019, police further investigated and found that there was a lot, there had been a lot of um, vecular and foot traffic at a specific location, which we will later learn was a trap house. Police noticed when Mr. Glover and one of his associates were in jail, the traffic at this specific location was low, but when Mr. Glover and associate were not in jail, the traffic at this specific location was high. So yeah yeah and then on january 2nd 2020 so now we're this year the um after police did you know notice that what was going on um they decided that to install a camera near the um one of the trap houses and the camera footage showed multiple cars stopping at the trap house for a short period of time and they indicated that that was because there was drug trafficking people just picking up and dropping off and camera footage also showed mr glover um, coming out of a registered, of a car registered under Miss Taylor's name, and under her address, which is the same address um, Brianna was killed at by the police officers. Then on January third, um, Mr. Glover called Miss Taylor from jail, and Mr. Glover asked about someone who supposedly had his money and wanted Miss Taylor to contact him about it, and Miss Taylor mentioned he, which is he was referring to the person that Mr. Glover um, said that this person had this money. So mm-hmm. she's quotes, he was already back at the trap, trap meaning trap house. And uh, it did seem that they were still dating because they both said, I love you to each other. So yeah, the, the report does have transcripts of the phone calls that Mr. Glover did during while he was in jail or in booking. And he did end up calling Ms. Taylor 26 times while he was in jail. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys don't know, when, when you make phone calls and you're an inmate, it's all recorded, it's public information, it's not... You private. have no privacy once you're in yeah. jail. And you also, you do know when you receive a call from an inmate, it tells you. Yeah. So she knew who she was getting the calls from and stuff. And on top of that, you could tell from the report and their relationship and how it really was, because there was also another conversation they had where it was like, he said that he missed her and wanted to be with her at home and stuff and she like basically was dubbing him saying that she doesn't know about that so i think during that time even though she wasn't involved with him anymore like we don't really know if she was involved with him still because by the time she died she was with mr walker but we'll get into that in a second so then on january 9th 2020 um the police officially confirmed the home Mr. Glover frequently stopped by was a trap house. The car Mr. Glover used to get to the trap house with uh, would also go to Miss Taylor's home six times between January 12, 2020 to January 31st, 2020. So basically he would always go from the trap house and then to her house right after making it look mad sus. So then surprisingly, what I found out from this, because I was like, is this even legal? like to track a person's vehicle because like in the report they showed the pictures of him getting out the car walking in and out her house and I was just like wow these people were really watching him like they're not even playing and um 
like and they show like a map of where his vehicle would be stopping at and you can see the amount of times he stopped at her apartment and so basically what i found from researching this um placing a gps tracking device on someone's vehicle is allowed if you have a warrant so according to a case done by the supreme court in 2012 the court ruled that the government and law enforcement agents are not permitted to install GPS devices on a person or property of a person based on suspicion of lawbreaking unless a warrant is obtained first. So in this case, obviously the police had to get a warrant before even placing a tracker on his car. So mm -hmm. it's just crazy knowing that that's what the police are capable of doing in the government. Like, yeah. They could track you, you know, you don't even know. You don't even know. You could be a suspect and not even know. They could be watching you, you don't even know. That's crazy. Yeah, so on then on January 16, 2020, um, detectives observed Mr. Glover walk inside Miss Taylor's apartment. And there's pictures in the in the report of Mr. Glover leaving Miss Taylor's apartment with a package in his hand. And at th at this point, after uh, of the report, like I, I assume that the police officers thought that Miss Taylor's home was a trap house because Mr. Glover, like Tati said, was going back and forth between the trap house and Miss Taylor's home. Yeah. And here they have a picture with a package. They don't know what inside the package is, but this yeah, for all we know, it could have been like you know something from Amazon or yeah, you know, it could have actually been drugs. So who knows? And then on February 13th, 2020, a month before Breonna Taylor was killed, cameras footage show Mr. Glover driving a car with Miss Taylor in the passenger seat, pull up to the trap house. So she knew what was going on, basically. The car was registered under Miss Taylor's address. Once again, this is the same address where Breonna Taylor was killed. Yes, and then by February 20th, 2020, detectives were able to conclude that Mr. Glover used Miss Taylor's address as his place of res residence. Yeah, and then as of February um, 24, 2020, detectives got Mr. Glover's Chase Bank records. The bank statement showed Mr. Glover used Miss Taylor's address as his mailing address. Mm -hmm. And then on March 13, so this is the the night that they shot Brianna Taylor. So detectives executed um, search warrants. Um, at the same exact time at multiple locations, including the one of the main trap houses in this investigation and Ms. Taylor's home. So they did multiple search warrants at multiple trap houses, including the main one, the one that Mr. Glover was coming in and out of, and Ms. Taylor's home. Um, so I'm not no police officer, I don't know anything about law enforcement, but I'm assuming that police officers do multiple locations at the same time to get the evidence that they want for the investigation. So like, you know, if you do like a, a warrant like at different times and another person might warn like, oh, they might hit your house next. So them doing it at the same time is more effective. I guess yeah. that's what they, they do. Sure. I would think the exact same thing because you never know, like there could be a witness there that, you know, let's just say was a part of it and they were just walking to, let's just say Brianna Taylor's house and they saw that um, they got arrested. They could have easily dipped and went to the trap house and then like, yo, like, they're on the way. Let's go. And by the time the SWAT team pulled up, you know, it was like too late. At the trap house, detectives found crack cocaine, 
fentanyl pills, narcotics, large, large amounts of money, and digital scales. And we didn't put the exact numbers that they found and stuff, but it was basically a lot. Yeah, basically kind of showing that this was a drug trafficking place. Yeah. And um, Mr. Glover was found in the one of the main trap houses, and he was arrested along with other individuals who were at the trap house. Mm-hmm. So then what happened on March 13 in Breonna Taylor's home? Um, we already know Miss Taylor was there, Mr. Walker, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend at that time, and then three LMPD officers, Jonathan M- Mattingly, Brent Hankinson, and then Miles Cosgrove. Yes, now all ex-police officers because, you know, they got um, released from their duties. And then, yeah, and then around 12.40 a.m. on March 13th, these three plain um, cops from the LMPD, they executed a no-knock warrant in Ms. Taylor's home. So even though it was a no-knock warrant, the police did knock. And Mr. Walker, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, said in an interview, the police did knock, but did not announce themselves, even though Ms. Taylor yelled, who was it, multiple times. The people at the door never said who they were. Um, on the other hand, officers that who were involved did announce themselves. And um, there's a video shows of the attorney general of Kentucky. He did say the, the guy that announced the decision of the grand jury, he said that the police did announce themselves, but Mr. Walker says otherwise. So then, yeah, Ms. Taylor and Mr. Walker put on their clothes and headed to the hallway, according to the report, and um, they headed towards the hallway towards the door where they heard the loud knock. The door ended up coming off the hinges before even making it to the door, and Mr. Walker fired one shot that hit Mr. Mattingly. So in response, the officer shot back multiple times and six bullets killed Breonna Taylor. So Mr. Mattingly fired six times simultaneously. Oh my God, I can't read. Um, Mr. Cosgrove fired 16 times and then Mr. Hankinson fired 10 times. It's important to note that none of Mr. Hankinson's shots landed on on Ms. Taylor. Yeah, and then like the information that that we took this from was from the interview mr walker's in, was interviewed by the by the police he said he was the one that said that they heard the knock brian taylor said who was it multiple times nobody said anything they put on their clothes headed to the hallway um so that's where we got those facts from from his words and then mr um walker um ended up calling the police stating someone to come home i mean Stating to, to come to the home and saying that somebody has shot his his girlfriend. So, you know, this shows that he didn't know who busted inside the home were police officers, which kind of makes me think, did the police officers actually announce themselves? Because why would somebody call the police if they knew the police was already there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, so that's what makes me think, like, I don't know what exactly happened because we have two different stories different here. Stories and, like... It's it's so weird to hear him say that, like, he heard them announce themselves. So either he heard them announce themselves and did not care and still shot just in case he didn't believe them, or he didn't actually hear them and he's just saying that just to say that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's where I'm, like, saying with my trust issues, like, what's the truth? 
Like we really yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, following this, Mr. Walker realized it was the police when they told him to get out the apartment, and he ended up being put into custody custody for shooting a police officer. But the charges are now dropped because basically his 911 call basically helped him with his case because he didn't know it was the cops apparently. And then lastly, lastly, no drugs or any evidence that would indicate anything about drug trafficking was not found at Breonna Taylor's home. Yeah. So like just to summarize, like how was Miss Taylor involved and how this basically all happened. So first, Mr. Glover reported that Miss Taylor has been handling the money. Um, so there was in the in report, there were jail calls that Mr. Glover had with one of his child's mother. And according to what he said, I don't know if this is true, but this is what came out of his mouth. And it's in the transcript that Miss Taylor was just handling the money um, when it comes to the drug trafficking thing that Mr. Glover was involved in. And Mr. Glover's place of residence was under Miss Taylor's address, which made the police officers investigate um, her in the first yeah, place. Yeah. And then the car Mr. Glover operated to sell drugs was under Miss Taylor's address. So these oh, yeah. are the reasons, I guess, the police officers used to do the search warrant. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I mean, I know how I feel about it, but it's just like to know that the whole reason why she died was for something that she really like, you know, I highly doubted she would have even expected because like, I feel like to in today's society, you know, especially as being from New York, you know, we have our hood boys and all that. And, you know, a lot of these boys do small things just as like selling weed. Obviously, Mr. Glover was something more serious. Like he actually didn't have drugs and OD guns and stuff and had an actual trap house. But like, you know, like, there'll be girls here in New York, like, with their boyfriends that, you know, sell drugs, you know, have guns on them, knives, whatever, but, you know, like, regardless, like, they think, like, that's their boot thing, like, they're gonna be Bonnie and Clyde, you know, that's their ride or die, so I feel like in her head, she knew it was a possibility of possibly getting caught by the cops eventually, but that didn't stop her, because she still loved this guy, obviously, because they were together, they were in a whole relationship, but I feel like she wouldn't, she would still be alive today if she wasn't involved with him, um, especially because of the fact that I also think that the police could have handled the situation 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Because if you have someone shooting at you, that means you need to get a better eye at who your shooter is before you just start shooting aimlessly. And look how many times they shot. Like one officer shot 16 times. Like, was, I don't know. Like, that's, that's so big to me. Yeah, for real, like, regardless of, like, yeah, they thought her house was a trap house, but if a person is shooting at them, you at least got to see who the shooter is, you know, like, you don't just shoot aimlessly in the air, that's not the reason why you got a gun, that's not how you got a gun, because you have to do the, the test to, you know, you have to go to a shooting range and everything and show that you can actually handle a gun, too, mm-hmm. so, especially if you're going to be a cop, so, yeah is like, they could have handled it better, in my opinion. I feel like she still could have been here right now, and she still deserves justice. I'm not, I don't know how to really explain it. You explain your thoughts. Um, yeah, like I said before we started reading the, the facts, 
Brianna Taylor should still be alive and the the officers involved or the, the officers um I don't know which officer because it turns out that the the officer that got charged with just shooting the neighbor's walls, he actually mm-hmm. his his gun, the bullets from his gun didn't land on Brianna Taylor, so it was the other two officers. Yeah. They should be charged. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I understand that, you know, when somebody shoots a police officer, police officers have the right to shoot back, although I don't think there needs to be reform in that. <laughs> in yeah. That, in that um, I understand they were trying to protect themselves. They have families to go to when they get home, but there was no need to to be shooting that multiple times. And um, they also were shooting like out all over the place. If the investigation, um, there's pictures that shows that the bullet landed in the bathroom, like literally all over the and house. They were shooting like without even like knowing where they were shooting at. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like, um, I don't know if the lights were on or off, so I don't even know like if they were, if they knew like what they were shooting at like I don't know yeah and I don't know that's what I'm saying like I really don't know what to believe regardless I still feel like she still deserves justice as long especially you know along with all the other victims that have died from the black community with no justice served you know like cases have been dropped left and right so it's not even just Breonna Taylor right now that's not even getting justice Mm -hmm. so it's just like I don't, I don't even know, like, because I see, I'm reading this, I see this, I think back to what I saw when she first died, then I'm hearing from my aunt that, you know, oh, did you hear that Brianna Taylor was actually shooting back at the police with her boyfriend, and I'm like, was she though, and then I'm hearing another thing about the settlement for, that the family got for 12 million dollars, and it was either getting the evidence from the police and everything, um, to actually get justice for Breonna Taylor or picking $12 million. And supposedly the family chose the $12 million instead of getting the actual evidence that would actually charge the officers and get Breonna justice, her, her justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, this case shows that, you know, you really have to be careful who you hang around with, um, you know. Yeah. Because there's consequences if you hang out with people that are involved in, in crime. Yeah, so you really have to be careful with those things too. In the middle of this mess, you know, because I don't think I don't think the police officer's intention was to um, kill somebody when they did the search warrant, or I don't I don't even think for the search warrant they wanted to arrest Brianna Taylor. I don't think that was from what I read. I don't think it was racially motivated, like a hate crime. But still, regardless, being an officer and being allowed to even have a gun, even yes, you are going to be in fear of your life. But, like, that's what you knew when you were signing up for the job, no matter what your case is. Mm-hmm. You still need to pay attention and, you know, like, figure out, like, what's the best way to go. You can't just go head in without a plan, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that's where the police needs reform, you know? They need to focus on things like this where, you know, they don't have people in the system that are racist and um, are a part of hate crimes. And also on top of that, um, you know, teach them how to handle a gun, you know? And that's just more than 20 times. Yeah, for real. Like, I don't even know, like, if there's three of them, right? And you're shooting, you see that you're shooting OD. Like, 
each person wouldn't it make you think oh these two are already shooting i shouldn't shoot or this person's already shooting OD. Yeah. we both shouldn't shoot like let's wait and let's see mm-hmm. they just shot with no mercy they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't even know like who, who was there how many people there there were could have been a kid mm-hmm. you don't even know so yeah that basically concludes um our episode's topic against with the truth of brianna taylor and yeah, let us know what you guys think. If you were shocked by this, hearing this, because, like, I wasn't expecting this, honestly. Yeah, me neither. I, was, I really don't know what to believe. I was I was shocked. Basically, everything that I got from social media and the news basically kind of debunked what I, what I was believing. Yeah, for real. So, let's just get into this week's current events, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first current event has to do with the vice presidential debate. Last night, which was October 6, 2020, current vice president Mike Pence and senator slash 2020 vice president candidate Kamala Harris discussed their plans and views if they were elected. Um, I personally think it was better than the presidential debate. Um, I really like for the most part they, that they were actually acting like professionals, at least for the most part. Like I know that she had to talk over him for a second and tell him that she's speaking <laughs> and stuff. But for the most part, like they were still able to speak about certain things. And mm-hmm. yeah, they did those things where, you know, they actually avoided answering some questions, you know, like, oh, we're for the American people. But then there was actually some other questions where they actually answered it. And I actually liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was surprised to see that Pence, um, the vice president right now, actually congratulated Harris on her election for making history by being nominated for vice president and how her and Biden, you know, sent their condolences to Trump, which, you know, has to do with our next current event and how he and how Pence said how he was very surprised and he like honestly was um you know, he congratulated her basically for even being nominated, making history, and like how she's done a lot to even get here. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see. Did you watch it? Yeah, I saw it. It was it was nice to see a woman, a black woman, on on that stage. Um, it felt it felt very powerful to see that, and I did you know did learn much more than the presidential debate last week. That oh, shit was nice. But yeah, like they 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 both made um their points they said we have to say yes like tati says they did avoid some questions but that's politics yeah, but yeah it was good yeah for real and um apparently for next week now i saw on twitter right before we started our call i didn't add it into the current events but apparently trump just announced today that he's not attending the second debate so i don't know what they're gonna do with that if they're gonna do a zoom call or something. Yeah. I'm not sure if it has the to do with second debate is, is a is virtual, so I don't know why he can't make it. Oh, it is virtual. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I have to look into that. But for the most part, that's what I saw. Yeah, so the next current event, um, Derek Chavin, um, ex police officer who killed George Floyd, has been released from prison. Unbelievable. So Derek Chavin was released from jail on a $1 million bond on October 7th, and he is expected to appear in court um, in March of next year for murder and manslaughter slaughter charges. The other two officers that were involved, they're still in prison. 
But a million dollars? Where do you get all that money? Like, Where do you get that money from? And you know what? I think it's from the GoFundMe pages that these people set up for this man. Mm-hmm. Like, that, this whole thing is what exactly I was talking about when it came to other people besides Breonna Taylor that are still not getting their justice. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, Breonna Taylor has a lot of, like, attention around her. But they are kids. There are people still like George Floyd that still have no justice whatsoever. Their cases aren't even being discussed. And that the fact that there's even people making GoFundMe pages to get a racist, a person who has done multiple hate crimes and has has still been allowed his job mm-hmm. to be released from from jail? No. And his court date, let's even see when that's supposed to be. Because um right now i feel like right now they're only make doing certain um at certain places allowing some court dates because i know here in new york they've been um at least for my cousins for like tickets and stuff they're not able to go to court go to court like it keeps getting postponed because of the virus mm-hmm. so let's even see what happens with that it's it's yes it's, it's, it's unfortunate you know this person is now back home and killed the whole person and this is nothing like how it was with Breonna Taylor. Like, at least them, like, we find out now that it wasn't racially motivated, it wasn't a hate crime, but, you know, they were just acting stupid with their guns. This man signed his whole knee on his neck, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, literally had him saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And three other, two other officers on top of him. People watching. Like, that's just, just annoying. Like... Mm-hmm. And this is the world that we really live in. Sorry. So the next current event um, has to do with Trump testing positive for COVID-19. Um, on Friday, October 2nd, it was announced President Trump and the First Lady had tested positive for COVID-19. Trump was, I'm sorry, I don't mean, I'm, think, I'm just reading this and I keep thinking about all the memes I've seen of Trump these last two days, but I'll get into that after this. Um, Trump was transported to Walter Reed Medical Center for a few days due to his mild symptoms, and then on Monday, October 5th, he returned to the White House. Um, honestly, I was a little shook when I saw that he got the virus, because I literally said last episode, did I not say it? I was like, you know what's yeah, she crazy? Was yeah, say it, say it. No, like in the last we while we was recording, she was like, "Yo, I, I got a notification about about Trump, but I look at it later." And was it that notification about the the COVID nineteen? Yeah, but like it's crazy though because while I said that, I also said prior in, during the episode last last week's episode, I said, "You know what I find so crazy? How literally it's been reported that everybody in the White House has gone tested positive for COVID 19 yet he hasn't, and that's what what I was saying about the virus and the vaccine. I was like, it's too sus. Like, how does everybody in the White House have the virus but you? <laughs> and then he literally had it. I was like, what the heck? And then I, I also found it funny because he literally was always attacking Biden for even wearing a mask. Like, we're not in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Wear a damn mask. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. I, even if I can't breathe, you still see me wearing my mask. <laughs> Nah, but the footage though, like when he got back, cause they, they had they had live footage of him coming back to the White House. So when he took off that mask, you saw the way like he like he was breathing. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Did you see that? Like how he like I didn't took see I didn't see the video. Oh, the, when he arrived at the at the White House from the hospital, he took off his mask. You know, it was like oh, Trump took off his mask and he has coronavirus. 
yeah and, like, he okay. felt, like, and you could there was like a clip of showing like he had like trouble it looked like he had trouble breathing uh, it appeared i don't know if he actually did but it appeared yeah i have mixed feelings about this honestly and i've been seeing it all over the media also like people saying yes finally this man needs to die and then other people sending their condolences to them because like the way i, I see it both ways I see it as, because when Trump got elected, I was like, man, this man is going to get assassinated. Like, he's going to get wiped out. This man's husband here for three and a half years and hasn't been assassinated. So when I see him with the virus, I'm like, damn, so is this his karma? Like, is this his way of dying? Is this his way of getting taken out the world? I'm like, I'm like I was like, I'll be Gucci if he gets taken out, because then that just um, ensures Biden's place. But then I'm also thinking, like, that's not my place um, to even, you know, I feel like regardless of who a person is in my life, whether I hate them or I don't hate them, I don't wish something as like the coronavirus upon anybody or just death Mm -hmm. in general. Because I know people that have gone through the virus, whether they were in the hospital or literally at home. Someone didn't even tell me that they had the virus and they were literally at home dying while texting me all the time, like trying to make me feel better about my life and they're literally dying in their bed. Mm. So I'm like, you know, like, it's a pretty serious thing. So I, I feel two different ways about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I kind of feel those two ways. When I saw it, I'm like, yeah, karma's a bitch. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't wish a death upon anybody, even though me and him, we have very different views. Even though I hate this man, it's still, like, it's the virus. You know, I don't wish death upon anybody, you know? Yeah. But if this man's got assassinated, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> huh? Tony, Tony will end on a crazy note if that happened. Yeah. Oh, D, yo. I I think I'd be so shook if he got assassinated at the end of 2020. I'd be like, you wait till now. Because, like, I, I personally, when I think about assassination, I think back to Kennedy and, like, people like Lincoln. I'm like, yo, these people got wiped out for trying to make good change. And this person is here. And, like, you know, we have all this violence already going on. Why hasn't nobody gone for him? So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like because he honestly has a lot of, like... Secret service? Yeah. <laughs> OD. Like, he knows people want him. You don't walk out without that secret service. Yeah, he says it all the time. Like, if anybody comes for him, his military is up and ready. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that basically concludes our current events besides us telling you to register to vote yes today october 9th the, t- the day this episode is dropping yes it's going to be the last day to register to vote in new york and most of our listeners are from new york mm-hmm. and if you aren't registered um i mean if you aren't from new york you know check out when is the last day in your state um so you're prepared for election day and go to vote.org to register to vote if you're not already. And again, like it takes five minutes to register and less than two minutes to check if you're registered. Yes. Or if you need yes. to make any changes, like if you're living in a different place or want to vote on a different address, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll be posting it on our Instagram. But if you need to, like things that you need to check when registering, you know, if you're a new registrant, you know, like, you fill out all the information, but 
if you have moved or if you change, yeah, if you move to change addresses or what else is it, Ariana? There's two other. Like if we have any like college listeners who are like, they, they went to their dorm, they're not back home. You could change your address with them. When I was in college and I voted in 2016, I changed my address to my college one. So yeah. I drive home. Yeah. So like if you moved recently, I would check your um, registration. It literally takes less than two minutes just to check and just change your address. Um, so you can vote in your area because you won't be able to vote in your area if you moved unless you want to go back all the way over there, depending on how far it is. So, yeah. yeah. And also you have the ability to vote early before November 3rd. So checking your local area when you're able to vote earliest, um, if you're even able to vote early, if they're open in your area, me and Ariana are going to vote early. Yeah, we're we're ready registered. We're we're planning to vote early, so we can have our minds mentally ready for November third. I'm just so like I literally get so like my hands shaking because of this. Like I, I'm gonna stay home. I'm not gonna leave the house. (laughs) I'm gonna literally leave my mind and just be curled up in bed afterwards, just thinking about. Did my did my vote finally do it? Was my vote was my vote the change we needed? <laughs> like you know, so I don't know. I'll be super devastated if Trump wins again. I'm really gonna cry. I don't know, but I've been reading a lot of things how he may win. But let's see. I still say vote regardless. Yeah. Every vote matters. And yeah. So that concludes this week's episode, guys. Yep, episode 13. Episode 13. And then we got 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> and then season one. <laughs> yeah, literally, and then a break. We love you guys, but we need a break. <laughs> we got all these papers and projects for school going on right now, and it's so stressful. <laughs> Midterms are going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But yeah, guys, so we'll see you next week. Don't forget, right now, depending on what time you're listening, if it ha- is not 12 a.m. in the morning, October 10th and stuff, register to vote and make sure you're prepared and stuff, like your address and everything, all your information is up to date so you can vote. Vote. Yes. <laughs> all right, bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.